Lord, you are God. We thank you for the revelation of yourself that you have given to us. For if it was left to us, we would still be looking to experience the pleasures of sin that only last for a season. But our hearts are glad in that one day you pricked our hearts with your word, causing us to realize that there is something better than the temporal pleasures of sin that ultimately lead to our eternal demise. And you opened our eyes and causing the scales to drop so that we might look to live a higher form of life, reaching for that high calling of God in you. You made it possible by coming into this world in an unexpected way by experiencing the human life and then by offering your body as the sacrifice for our sins, you became that propitiation to God, satisfying the righteous wrath of God against all sin. And for that, we are grateful. We thank you for forgiving us our sins. We thank you for washing them away. We thank you for giving us, hallelujah, an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. Thank you that now we have a better destination for eternity. We look forward to living with you forever. Now we ask in the name of Jesus that you give this revelation to someone who listens to the word today that their life can, might change by surrendering to you. And we pray that you'll anoint us and use us to deliver the word in such a fashion that we can hear and understand. Thank you now, Lord, for your blessings. We honor you and glorify you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together once again. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercies endure forever. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. We honor Jesus Christ. We thank him for these wonderful servants of Christ who we were able to acknowledge today by way of gift. We thank God for each of these brethren that share the uh, sacred desk with us. Amen. The Lord having calling them, called them for no one person is able to perfect the body of Christ or a people. Amen. But together we have something to offer by the unction of the Holy Ghost that can be of help and blessing to you. Thank God for Deacon Turner, our chairman, and a wonderful man of God, a great example in the faith. I do thank the Lord for my companion, Mother Geddes. She is the first lady of our church, and she is also the president of the women's department. Amen. And faithful companion and friend. Thank God for uh, all of our church mothers who are here today. We're glad to see you. 
Mother Denton is in Florida. 90, she'll be 97, I think, next month. She's traveling. How about that? <laughs> I'm limping and she's traveling. My Lord, I want you to pray for her that the Lord will keep her while she is away. Amen. And protect her. And there are others, of course, as you look around, who normally would be here worshiping the Lord together with us, faithful saints. Amen. Who are not here today. And uh, I can uh, um, vouch for them because they have been accountable to me. If you're not coming to service, you need to let me know. Amen. Well, let's do, before we get into the lesson, let me just let your eyes fall on something since you won't think I'm a dictator. Turn to Hebrews chapter 10. I'm not interested in your business. Believe me, I got enough of my own. But we do have to obey the word. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10. And uh, let me just look at a couple of verses here. Verse 24 says, And let us, as you and I, consider one another to provoke. Usually when you see that word provoke, it's something negative, isn't it? But let us provoke unto love and to good works. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Now, I don't know what version of the Bible you have. I'm reading from the King James Version. Is that what your Bible says? Don't miss church. You got to have a good reason to miss church. One of them isn't, I'm tired. Deacon Turner often reminds me when we chat with one another from time to time, he says, Pastor, the church is run, the, the, the world, he said, the world is run by tired men. And I can say, amen, Deke. I don't run the world, but the little piece I have responsibility for, sometimes I'm tired, but I still have to go anyway. So tiredness is not a good reason to stay home from church. You come on anyhow. How many of you are tired when you get up in the morning, time to go to work? You ever been tired when it's time to go to work? Amen. How many go anyhow? You got the message? Come. <laughs> Amen. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Somebody is doing it. And some of those bodies are some of you. I'm being nice now because I'm not calling your name. But the Bible says exhorting one another. We ought to encourage each other. You don't have to wait for me to say something. You see somebody's missing, find out where are they? What's going on with them? Exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. The Lord is soon to come. We need him more and more. We want to be ready to go back with him, don't we? So we've got to come on out to the house of the Lord so we can be taught, so we can hear the word of God, so we can participate in the blessed 
opportunity to fellowship one with another so we can participate in the uh, blessed opportunity to give and uh, to be exhorted uh, by the word of the Lord that we might know how to walk upright with him. Now, I know in a lot of churches apparently don't care. I don't know what Bible they're reading, but the pastor ought to be teaching this and he ought to be modeling it. Amen. I have never missed church because I was tired. I'm not talking about as a pastor. Did you hear that big word, five letters, N-E-V-E-R, capitalize them. I have never missed church because I was tired. Amen. I always, amen, come on out to the house of the Lord unless I am sick to the point it's not good for me to be here or not able to be here. And even if I'm tired, I come here the way we praise the Lord after, uh, here. You lose that tiredness. Amen. The Bible says that everything that hath breath, do what? Amen. You get out here and you get to patting your feet and clapping your hand, that tiredness will go away from you for a while. Amen. And when you experience that, look, that blessing of the Lord, you'll get, huh? you'll get some strength because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so Mother Denton is not here today because it's not physically possible for her to be in two places. But if she was here and she wasn't sick, she'd be here. You know that Mother Denton has been a rare occasion since she's come to this church that she's missed the service. A rare occasion. Amen. I, I pick on her because she's the oldest here. It's been a rare occasion in almost every place we go, Mother Denton is there. Amen. Amen. She might be the one the Lord holds up as an example to you and he want to find out where were you. He said, well, Mother Denton made it. That's just obey the word. How many of you have a job? How many of you have ever uh, not been able to go to work one day? Do you just miss and don't say anything? Try it if you want to. And don't go looking for Deacon Turner in a benevolence offering either. You try it if you want to. You play that game a few times, they'll have something pink for you. We used to call it the pink slip. They tell you to get away from here because you don't want to work. Amen. If we can do that in the natural, how much more so in the spiritual towards a God that has been so good to us. Hallelujah. We ought to do it just because we love him and because he's been so good to us. All right. Just in case you think I changed. All right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Let's move on to another subject. I know you're glad to get off that one if you're not faithful like you ought to be, but you heard the word. You can't deny you heard it. Now you just need to do it because your doing is not just in the hearing. The Bible says your doing is in the hearing. Your blessing is in the hearing and doing. Amen. Now, don't be eccentric. I'm not telling you if you're burning up with a fever and you're coughing all over everybody, that's not what I'm talking about. Amen.
All right. Let me see if I can get you with me for a little while. And I know a bunch of y'all probably smoking right now. So let's read together. Verses 20 and 21, Ephesians. Last two verses of chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3. What does the Bible say? Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. I want to talk to you this afternoon about the God that exceeds our imagination. The God that exceeds our imagination. This book of Ephesians is one of the epistles or letters that Paul wrote while he was imprisoned in Rome. He had been falsely accused by the Jews in the area of Jerusalem of desecrating the temple and teaching people against the law of Moses. Neither accusation was true. If the Jews had their way, they would have killed him under false pretense. The truth of the matter is they just didn't like what everything else he was preaching and teaching. But rather than subject himself to that unjust judgment at that point, even though he was a Jew, he was one of the few that was also a Roman citizen. So rather than submit to uh, this hatred, of him because he did what was right he appealed to the Caesar of Rome in order to get justice all of this was the will of God so that he could go and strengthen the churches that were at Rome and so he was in prison there for quite a while you may recall we've just finished up a study uh, maybe a week or so ago or earlier this week I can't remember But we just finished up a study on the seven churches of Asia Minor in the book of Revelations, did we not? The first church in that study was the church at Ephesus, the same church that Paul wrote this letter to. And uh, if we recall, uh, they were commended because of their faithfulness and adherence to the doctrines or the teachings of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They were able to discern between true teachers and false teachers, true doctrine and false doctrine. Now, that's important because some people don't know the difference today. Matter of fact, they get themselves so mixed up because they don't know the word. The, the, the false doctrine sounds good. It's appealing to the flesh. And that's why a lot of folks follow after it. The truth seems to fall on dull ears or it doesn't sit right with them. And so they refuse to obey it. But now by the time that uh, John wrote to this church, which was years later after what we're reading today, written by the Apostle Paul, the church found themselves in trouble. They hadn't departed from the doctrine, but they had left their first love, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ ought to be the first love of every child of God. 
He doesn't only want us to obey him, that is important, but he wants to have a relationship with us. And he wants us to love him as the preacher preached to us on Friday night with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Now, you might be satisfied in life with hearing somebody say they love you. Personally, I don't need the words, I need the behavior. Praise the Lord. That's more important to me. Because a lot of folk walk around whipping at the lip, but their mouth and the behavior uh, are far uh, different. They don't match up. I'd rather not hear the words but see the behavior than have somebody's mouth dripping with honey and they're just lying. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the Lord wants us to obey him, but he also wants to have fellowship with us. Amen. And that's a privilege. Praise the Lord our God. And so these two verses that we are looking at this afternoon, amen, from the scriptures also serve as one of the doxologies that the Apostle Paul wrote. This word doxology is derived from the Greek word doxa. It means glory. Therefore, a doxology is a declaration of praise to God. You recall in this story of the birth of Christ that the angels sang a doxology, did they not? They sang to the shepherds, saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Paul's doxology ascribed glory to our God who is able. Able to do what? Able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. He is limitless in his ability, so much so until he is inexhaustible. He can go beyond our imagination and therefore beyond what we can articulate as a verbal request to him. I marvel at imagination that God has given us, praise the Lord. Uh, it's a wonderful aspect of the mind. And I marvel at it every time I have a chance to hear a story because I can't see the story. I'm listening to the story, and in my mind, I'm imagining the characters. I'm imagining things about the characters. I'm imagining the scenery. Praise the Lord. It's just a wonderful theater, isn't it? Praise the Lord. But I found myself often disappointed when someone tries to bring it into real life. And the characters don't look like I imagined them. And the scenery doesn't look like I imagined it. Praise the Lord. I'm a little let down. Praise God. God has given us this wonderful tool, imagination, part of our cognitive ability. I want you to know this though, there is no situation or circumstance we can encounter in this life that is beyond our God's ability to help us. And throughout the scripture, he gives us a, a glimpse of his ability to exceed our expectations, to exceed our uh, imaginations in the natural realm of life to exceed our imagination in terms of his power to save us and to exceed our imagination in terms of his ability to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. 
And that's why, amen, we should always and in every circumstance give glory to the Lord now and forever. Do you believe that? Then stand up before you fall asleep and let's just give him a little glory right now. Let's just put our hands together. Let's just utter a praise to the King of kings and Lord of lords, to the host of hope. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost, praise God. Hallelujah. Because he is able. Hallelujah. He is able. He is able. Amen. And he exceeds our imagination. Give him glory. Amen. Hallelujah. All ye people for his blood washed away his state. Everybody owes him a personal praise. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank God, hallelujah. You can take your seat if you choose to. First thing I want you to know is God is able to exceed our imagination in the natural world. We heard a great sermon on last Sunday morning reminded us that our God is our creator. All things were made by the word, according to John's writing, in the Gospel of John, chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible tells us, amen, there, amen, that not only is uh, uh, God the Word, amen, uh, that was from the beginning, but the Bible tells us in the latter clause of that verse, literally, that God was the Word. Amen. Finally, in verse 14 of John's gospel, chapter 1, we read that that same word, amen, was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld the glory of God as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. That which was begotten of the Father through Mary the Virgin is now called Son of God. His name is Jesus Christ and he is the Lord. And it is his birth that we celebrate this time of year and he is full of grace and truth. But of the word we are told this also that all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Therefore, as master of all things created, he is able to control all things that he has created and make them work to our benefit when necessary, even if they seem to defy the natural order of things. Paul wrote, amen, in another of his prison epistles, amen, uh, to the church at Colossae. And he says this in Colossians 1.16, amen, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. He said visible things and invisible things, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. He says all things were created by him, amen, and for him. Praise the Lord. Amen. When I thought about a good example of the fact that God, amen, can manipulate his creation for our benefit, my mind went to uh, Jesus' experience with his disciples 
when he was on the Sea of Galilee. I'm in the fourth chapter of the gospel according to Mark, verse 35. The Bible says, on the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Jesus said to his disciples, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, praise the Lord, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. While they were sailing on this Galilean sea, there rose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carry is thou not that we perish? Bible says that Jesus arose and he rebuked the wind and he said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Praise the Lord our God. I don't know what it was that the apostles or these disciples of Christ at this time imagined that Jesus would do. Amen. They must have thought that he could help them out. Some of them were mariners. They were professional fishermen. They were used to fishing on the Sea of Galilee and they were aware of the fact that sometime because of the geography that the wind could kick up. Amen. And out of nowhere, amen, here comes a boisterous when, uh, amen, hitting the waves, causing them to dash and to rise up, amen, and to the point that in this case, the water was in the boat and, and, and filling the boat up, amen. Uh, uh, they had seen this, no doubt, before, amen. Here they were in the middle of a tumultuous situation, don't know what they imagined, praise the Lord. I don't know what they were looking for, but when I read verse 41, seems to me that he went beyond their imagination. Amen, amen, amen. They found him in the back of the ship laying his head on a pillow and wow, the wind was blowing and the waves were dashing and crashing on the sides of the ship and coming over into the boat, praise God. And they were exceeding fearful, fearing for their lives, knowing that there is no way we can swim to Moab or back to, amen, praise God, Capernaum. There's no way we're out in the middle here. It's dark. It's night. It's scary out here. Amen. I don't know what they expected Jesus to do, but he did the unimaginable. He went beyond their imagination when they woke him up, praise God, almost accusing him of not caring about their circumstance. He arose in his divinity, for Jesus Christ is God and man. He's the God man. Amen. Praise God. The baby in Bethlehem didn't get up. Amen. Almighty God, the wise God.
God up, praise God, amen, and he just began to speak, and when the Lord speaks, things are, are going to change, Bible said he rebuked the wind, amen, told the waves, be still, praise God, and in an instant, everything was like it was a smooth, clear evening, no wind blowing, a sea, just as, as beautiful, like you're floating on glass, amen, and, and they thought they were afraid before, but they were even more afraid now that he has straightened out everything, amen, wondering what manner of, what kind of man is this, we've seen him touch people and heal them, we've seen him, amen, praise God, raise the dead, give sight to the blind, make the lame to walk, make dead, deaf folk talk, amen, but who is this, hallelujah, that we're dealing with, that not only speaks to humankind, amen, we just saw him take two little fish and five loaves of bread and feed over four kind of man is this huh? amen who the wind obeys I'm not talking about 12 hours later praise God hallelujah who is this that even the sea just quiets down at the utterance of his word huh? hallelujah they scratch their heads if you will what manner of man is this that even the winds and the he is the creator God almighty huh? that is able to do all things huh? I don't know what they imagine but I know this, that the God that we serve, amen, can exceed uh, your imaginations. Uh, hallelujah to the Lord. Uh, amen, amen, amen. Uh, he has control over uh, all his creation. Uh, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, amen, were thrown into that fiery furnace that was heated seven times higher, hotter than it ought to be. Uh, amen, praise God. There was God who took the heat out of the flame. Hallelujah. When Joshua was, was fighting in the valley and needed a little more time, amen, to whoop his enemies and hollered at the sun and pointed and said, sun, stand still. It was God, amen, who caused the sun to hearken, amen, to the words of Joshua. Praise the Lord our God when mountains were on the left and the right and the Red Sea was before the children of Israel and uh, the Egyptian army led by the Pharaoh was behind them and they didn't know what was going to happen how they were going to go over it was the same God who spoke to the east wind and said blow, blow, blow hallelujah and the wind divided the water from the water and began to blow in the mist and dried up the mud so the children of Israel could go through on dry land glory to Jesus Amen, man. Let me tell you something. Amen. When, 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 when uh, he wanted to baptize the world uh, in Noah's day, he called water to come up from beneath and water to come down from above. And he baptized everything. Uh, hallelujah. During the great flood. Uh, my God, he divided and defied and reversed death for the Shumanite woman. Uh, when her son lay dead on his bed. Uh, amen. Elisha stretched himself out. It was God that breathed through Elisha. Amen. And breathed breath into the 
that child and his soul came back into him. Let the church say amen. Amen. And when Hannah and Sarah and Elizabeth and others were barren in their bodies and could not bring forth children, it was a man the God that we serve that touched their bodies and healed them and caused life to come into the world. Amen. How did he do this? It's because he is able to go beyond what we can imagine. To go beyond therefore what we can articulate in terms of a request. There's nothing impossible with him. Amen. He's able to change visible things and he is able to change invisible things on our behalf. Isn't that good? Oh thank you Lord. Praise the Lord our God. It might seem like an obstacle to you and maybe it is for me but there's nothing too hard for God. Amen. Praise God. What about our salvation? Amen. The Bible says in John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I don't know about you praise God but when I look at myself when I used to live in sin amen praise God I was in a mess. I was born that way. I had no power to stop sinning. Amen praise God because my parents tried to raise me right. There were some things I knew I could not do in their presence and get away with it but believe me when sin is in your members you are trying to get away with as much as you can if nobody sees you amen then you're happy to do it to bring pleasure to the flesh and to the mind we all were by nature the Bible says the children of wrath amen and sometimes we felt bad at least I know I did I felt bad about the things I did because I know they weren't right and I know they weren't pleasing to God but I was powerless in and of myself to break the vicious cycle of sinful behavior in my life. Praise the Lord our God. And I remember the word that says the wages of sin is death. That's what you're going to get in the final analysis of the story for living like a sinner. But that verse doesn't close there without an utterance of hope. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise the Lord our God and so when the Jews who were the people of God thought that Messiah would come and deliver them from oppression from their enemies come to deliver them from the Philistines come to deliver them from the Amorites come to deliver them from praise God the various enemies and now Rome amen the Lord exceeded their expectation amen praise God because he didn't just come for them they didn't think he was coming for the Gentiles praise God but the Bible says in John 1 11, and he came unto his own to the Jews but his own received him not but to as many as receive him that includes everybody now that them gave he power this same power that if you have it it's on the inside that's what Paul was in reference to in Ephesians 3 but praise God according to the power that worketh within us he gave us power to become the children 
of God. Praise the Lord our God. And so when Jew and Gentile were separated and there was no promise, amen, praise God in the Old Testament, amen, for the deliverance of the Gentile. Praise God, hallelujah. The Bible makes it clear to us that Messiah came for the whole round world. Unto us a son is born. Unto us a child is born. A son is given. Praise God in his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Amen. Hallelujah. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. He was here for everybody. Down to this day and beyond. Hallelujah. That's why Paul, Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. And he said the promise is unto you and to your children and unto the as many as the Lord our God shall call. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. Praise God. Jesus was a Jew, but he brought salvation for everybody. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And so what did he do? He forgave us our sins. Our sins were many. We were bad. We were messed up. But no matter what we did, he provided forgiveness for our sin. How many are glad their sins have been forgiven? Not only that, praise God. Amen. But he shed his blood when he died on Calvary's cross, hanging there, suffering and bleeding. Amen. Praise God. His blood ran out. Praise God. So it could be an atonement. Uh, covering for us how many are glad their sins uh, are under the shed blood of Jesus Christ uh, amen when he sees you now he doesn't see you as the wretch that you used to be uh, as a struggler that you might be right now uh, but he sees his blood the blood of Jesus uh, hallelujah and sometimes we can't, we can't quite get with it and have the confidence uh, that we need to have ourselves because we're too busy trying to be worthy in and of ourselves and never was about your goodness and never was about your worthiness never was about your cleanness for all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags before God amen all have sin and come short of God's expectation for us hallelujah to God but let me tell you something we are made clean now through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We are made whole through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We have been delivered by this great God. Hallelujah. That can exceed our imagination. He said no more bringing turtle doves. No more bringing little kids. Amen. That is little goats. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about children. No more bringing a meal offering. Praise God. No more bringing a bullock. Amen. Praise God because in sacrifices and offering thou wouldest not. But a body hast thou prepared for me. Hey, glory to God. Therefore, amen, the God that we serve said look on us and saw the nasty condition that we were in, the miserable failures that we were. Hallelujah. We were bound from our head to our feet. From our toenails to our fingernails. We were bound, our mouth was bound, our mind was bound, our behavior was erratic. 
hallelujah to God. We had nothing to look forward to but eternal destruction. But in the midst of seeing us in our mess, realizing there was nobody to help us. Nobody could help us. Everybody was in the same mess that we were in. Amen. We were all like sheep have gone astray. Turn everyone to their own way. Hallelujah. But what God did was lay on Jesus the iniquity of us all. He would bruise for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Somebody ought to raise their hand to Jesus and glorify him and thank him for delivering you from a messed up mind, messed up heart, messed up spirit, messed up attitude, arrogant and insubordinate. He had mercy on our souls. Is that right? If that's right, then we ought to glorify him. Some of us know we don't even deserve to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Some of you are mad, amen, with the way this church is run because I won't give over to your foolishness. But God has been good to us. We ought to love him. We ought to obey him. We ought to serve him and one another with everything that's within us. No excuse. No excuse. No excuse. For the Lord has been too good. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, with his own arm, he brought salvation. Did he not? Our God participated. You know, I thought about that old story, that old breakfast story. And the chicken and the pig were talking about breakfast. They said, let's have breakfast. And the chicken was happy. He said, yeah. Amen. I, I, I can contribute to breakfast. Amen. But the pig was scratching his head. You see, all the chicken had to do was lay an egg, but the pig had to die to give bacon. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Jesus came into this world to participate. He could have maybe spoke forgiveness, but he came here and he suffered just like we do. He was tempted in all points, just like we are. Hallelujah. The only difference was he didn't sin. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. He showed us that you can be victorious. We can't even imagine living holy sometime. Some of us can't even imagine doing right. That's why you're struggling. But this is not about your limitations or mine. I'm talking about the God that is able to exceed your imagination. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can make you live holy. He can help you do right. He can change your mind and your heart. Do I have a witness? Shout yeah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Wherefore, he is able 
to save to the uttermost them that come unto God by him seeing he ever maketh ever liveth to make intercession for them how many know that he can take you from the guttermost to the uttermost some of you feel like well I can't come and be a member of this church y'all just living a little too good for me I'm not that good listen when none of us that good but God is good hallelujah and he washed us he sanctified us oh yes he did when we were tired of being nasty and sick and dirty in our sin and we had enough of the amen the ruins of life and came and gave ourselves completely to him saying Lord do with me whatever you want to but change me save me clean me up I want to walk right I want to talk right I want to do right I want to sing praises to your holy name he grabbed you he snatched you like a branch from the burning he brought you out do I have a witness that he can bring you out did he bring you out did he bring you out he brought you out and he placed you in the kingdom of his dear son and now you're saved because you were willing to admit that you weren't and some of you can get saved too if you stop playing a hypocrite and admit that you're not hallelujah you ain't fooling nobody not even fooling me anymore Hallelujah. And you can't fool God. But when you come to a place of repentance, the Holy Ghost is going to rush in you like a wind that was mightier than that wind on the Sea of Galilee. Do I have a witness? Amen. So the God that we serve can exceed our imagination. And hallelujah, I don't know what will be, but I know this, that the Bible tells me eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered in the heart of man the good things that God has prepared for them that love him we have the Holy Ghost now if we repented from our sin and called on the name of the Lord I know he changed me and I hope he changed you you ought to be able to feel the change and see the change in your life and people that used to know you ought to be able to testify too that you've been changed let the church say amen sometimes the circumstances of life rise up and people that used to know you are amazed that you don't respond like you used to you if some of you might have been like me you'd have slapped them down for their disrespect you'd have bowled them over and gotten them good hallelujah but now you can keep your hands in your pocket and keep your mouth right and you don't go after people to get them and to pay them back for what they did to you hallelujah 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 you know 
that you've been changed by the power of God. Glory to Jesus. And we have a promise. Hallelujah. That one day we're going to be like him. I hear this same John when he said, now are we the sons of God, the children of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know we've got this sense down inside us that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Shall ye? Oh, Jesus. We're going to be like him for we shall see him as he is. And everyone that has this hope in him is purifying himself. Getting rid of that lust. Getting rid of that immaturity. Getting rid of that fresh mouth. Getting rid of that insubordination. Getting rid of that lying. Getting rid of that hypocrite. Getting rid of that backbiting. Come on, saints. Getting rid of that stubbornness. Getting rid of that pride. Getting rid of that fearfulness. Getting rid of that sitting back. And letting the devil be glorified in your life. Everyone that has this hope is working on themselves. Praise God. You say, I wish, I wish, I wish. You were just upbeat. Praise God. I ain't one of them. I'm a real preacher. That God called and anointed. I'm going to tell you the whole word of God. Because I'm not here to be an inspirational preacher. If it come out that way, it was from the Lord. If it come out as rebuke, it was from the Lord. If it come out as reproof, it was from the Lord. I'm bound to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. I've been preaching longer than some of you are old. And when I was preaching, some of you were little kids. I ain't no different. Because God called me. Still preaching the same word. Many have been saved that have heard this word from this bald head preacher's mouth. Their life has been changed. And they're doing well. And God brought you here to hear me. Hallelujah. Stop resisting me. And come on and get on board. Cancel your plan. Hang up your bags. Take off your coat. Roll up your sleeve. And let's work for Jesus. And let's do it together. This is right. This way is right. This way is right. Holiness. 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 Holiness is right all by itself. Shout ya. Shout ya. Shout ya. We know that when he shall appear, how many are you looking for? The coming of the Lord. Some of you are looking for a new car. Some of you are looking for a new home. Some of you are looking for a new job. Some of you just love money. But I'm looking for Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he has a city that has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. I'm looking to get out of here. This world is not my home. I'm not concerned about another dollar. I'm not concerned about more education. I can see that time is winding up. I 
want to get out of here. Leave the money behind. Leave the position behind. Leave the accolades behind. I want to go where Jesus is. That's my aim. I thought it was yours. Hallelujah. You said it was. Then come on and get with me. If you want to go to heaven. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and go with me to my father's house. In my father's house, Jesus said, I'm many mansion. If it were so, were not so, I would have told you. Go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will, I will, I will come again and receive you unto myself. I don't know about you, I don't know about you, but that's what it's all about. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, I'm waiting with great expectation for that sky to crack and the Lord to come. Shout yeah, shout yeah, shout yeah. That's why Jew wrote and said, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. This is beyond my imagination. I got faults just like anybody else. I'm just hanging around here because I want to see how he's going to present me faultless, blameless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's going to be happy to welcome me. He's going to be happy to welcome you. Hallelujah. You feel a little doubtful. Feel a little intimidated. Feel a little bad when you don't measure up. But the Bible said he's going to present us faultless. 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 Before the presence of his glory. And he's not going to have his head down. He's not going to be crying tears of sorrow. He's not going to be depressed. He's going to do it with exceeding joy. I'm so glad to have Elder Webster. Hallelujah. He's going to commend you to God. Hallelujah. 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 Wow. I'm so glad to have Elder Robertson. He's been holding on for a long time. Hey, Jesus, whatever shortcoming, he'll say, call it to me. But I love him. I'm presenting him. I'm introducing him with joy. With joy. With joy. With joy. I want to see Jesus. He's going to be joyful. He that died for me. He said, here is Elder Black. I pray, pray. 
I thank you for saving him. I thank you for keeping him. I present him. I present him faultless, blameless. Oh, before your presence, he's gonna do it with exceeding joy, exceeding joy. Take great pride. Hey. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty. Y'all sitting on him like he's the queen of England, but I'm talking about the king of glory. You're sitting on him like he's the king of Saudi Arabia, but I'm talking about the king of glory. Y'all sitting on him like he's the president of the United States, but I'm talking about the king of glory. You're sitting on him like he's Putin, but I'm talking about the king of glory. Shout ye, shout ye. He's the only wise God and our savior. To him be glory and majesty. No king like him. He's king of kings and lord of lords and host of hope and the Holy Ghost. There's nobody like him. To him be glory and majesty. To him be dominion and power. Whoa, that's the same power that's in everybody that has the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory and majesty, dominion and power now and forever. That's why we ought to praise him. That's why we ought to bless him. That's why we ought to raise holy hands without wrath or doubting. Because I don't know how he's going to do it. You got shortcomings. I have shortcomings. We're pressing on in our flesh. Some of us anyway. Trying to do the best we can. With the Holy Ghost. And sometimes we still fall. A little short. I don't know. How he's going to do it. But he's going to present us faultless. Before the presence of his glory. With exceeding joy. You ought to throw your head back. And raise your hand. Oh glory. And say Lord. I thank you. Lord. I bless you. Lord. I praise you. Lord. I glorify you. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Hallelujah. That's what we're talking about. He's able 
to do above all unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages forever 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 Y'all want to go out in the deep water just a little bit? <laughs> Somebody want to wade with me? Get off the high ground. So Paul said, come on, walk with me. And let's go a little deeper. He said, we know Jesus now. And we know the purpose for his coming. Hallelujah. And we thank him for his great name. Because that's the name that saved us. But that's a role that God took on. To save us. He said, but there's coming a time when all things are going to be turned back over into the hands of the Father. Hallelujah. To the eternal spirit. Glory to God. But John said from the Isle of Patmos when he got this heavenly vision, he said, when I looked on the throne, I still saw one. I still saw one. Huh? God Almighty transformed himself, has become Jesus Christ, and we're going to know Jesus like that forever. He's the one that's on that throne. Huh? He's the one. We're going to know him forever. Hallelujah. 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 That role of Savior is going to be done away with. But he's not just going to vanish and be invisible again. This is a great God. He took on another form and is the itodoboshanatha. And is determined to stay in that form mm. forever. Mm. Not only that, because I'm going to give you mm. a body like mine. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you a body like mine. Hallelujah. Who don't want that? I want that. Huh? I want that. Thank you, Jesus. When I get that, no more aches, no more pains, no more stiffness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No more age. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. Oh, how I long to be like him. So meek and lowly, so high and holy. Don't you want to be like him? To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. How I long to be like him. So meek.